0: Who's in charge around here? I wonder how many times you've asked that question, whether out loud or in your head during your life. It's a question we ask when we're confronted by events that appear to be out of control. A question we ask when things seem to be going wrong, when our experience of life is marked by chaos and uncertainty. Who's in charge around here? And in light of that, I suspect many of us have found ourselves asking versions of that question quite a bit in recent months. Just think about all the effects of COVID-19 on our daily lives. The confusion surrounding lockdown. Perhaps even more so the confusion surrounding moving out of lockdown. The chaos surrounding exam results this summer race riots in the United States against the backdrop of the presidential election. We live in a world marked by chaos, by fear and by uncertainty. So it's a natural question for us to ask during these days. Who's in charge around here? And we can ask that question in a number of ways. We can ask it out of anger. This isn't what I signed up for. I want to complain. I want answers. I want my money back. Or we can ask this question more from a place of fear. Why is everything going wrong? Does anyone know what they're doing? I'm scared that no one does. Are we on our own in all this mess? You see, either way, there's a powerful longing behind that question. See, deep down, we all want to know that someone is in charge, that someone is responsible for the world we live in. Deep down, we want there to be someone we can complain to when things go wrong, someone we can turn to for answers and for help when things seem to be out of control. Who's in charge around here? See, perhaps our greatest fear when we ask that question is the answer might be No one. No one's in charge. We're on our own in all this chaos and confusion. Well, I wanna suggest that that question, who's in charge around here, stands at the heart of the psalm we're looking at today. Psalm 93. It's a short psalm, and it doesn't beat around the bush when it comes to answering this question. So let's listen to Psalm 93 together now. Psalm 93. The Lord reigns, he is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your statutes, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. Amen. Who's in charge around here? Well, the answer Psalm 93 gives us is the Lord is in charge around here. The Lord, capital letters, that refers to Yahweh, the God of Israel in the Old Testament. The God, the Bible says, who created the heavens and the earth. The God who rescued a nation of slaves and made them his people. The Lord reigns, says this psalm. Now, in the ancient world, when this psalm was written, Israel was a fairly small nation. It looked fairly unimportant, fairly insignificant. It was surrounded by nations much more powerful than they were, which kept invading Israel just as if to prove it. And yet here is an Israelite psalmist declaring to his fellow Israelites and to the world around him, the Lord reigns. Yahweh reigns. Let me read verses 1 to 2 for us again. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established, firm and secure. Your throne, Lord, was established long ago. You are from all eternity. I make no mistake, that was a bold statement for an Israelite to make. See, to the casual observer, it didn't look much like the Lord was reigning over the world. Surely if that were true, Well, the Lord's people would have looked much more impressive. Their lives would have been so much easier. Nothing bad would ever happen to them. Now, we don't know who wrote this particular psalm, but whoever it was, they would have known all too well that life for the ancient Israelite was often hard. And yet, the psalmist here is absolutely convinced of the truth he's singing about. The Lord reigns, he sings. It's a Psalm 93 full of emphatic statements. The statements are repeated two, sometimes three times in every verse. This is a Psalm that celebrates God as the king over all the forces of chaos and evil in our world. And the Psalmist celebrates this because he knows just how frightening and overwhelming those forces of chaos and evil often seem to be. See, the psalmist wants us to know here, whatever our experience of life is at the moment, the Lord reigns. He is with us and we can trust him completely to win the final victory over those forces of chaos and evil that threaten us. See, the message of Psalm 93 for us today, the Lord reigns and that is good news for anyone who puts their trust in him. See, at the heart of this psalm, in verses 3 to 4, there's this terrifying picture of a storm at sea. Look at verse 3 for a minute here. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. It's a powerful picture, isn't it? Now, I used to take the ferry from Belfast to Scotland several times a year when I was a student. And there were plenty of times when the Irish sea lifted up its voice, when the waves pounded against the ferry and the crossing would get pretty rough. You would just try and find a quiet corner and sleep through it. But you see, the Psalmist here is talking about more than just a rough day on the water. See, for the people of Israel in the Old Testament, the seas, represented something threatening and uncontrollable. See, unlike Great Britain, ancient Israel was not a seagoing nation. They didn't have a navy. In fact, they tried to keep away from the seas as much as they possibly could. See, in the Old Testament, the seas represented chaos and evil. And once we understand that, verse three paints a threatening picture for the psalmist and for all God's people. The seas lifting up their voice, the terrible storm the psalmist describes in verse three represents a threat to the Lord reigning. And verse three, the psalmist refuses to downplay the terrifying power of the sea. Look at verse 3 again. Again and again he tells us just how powerful the waves are. He repeats the phrase, the sea, the seas have lifted up. He does it again and again, almost like you feel the swell of the waves beneath you. It can make you almost seasick. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. See, the psalmist leaves us in no doubt, the seas are powerful. The waves are terrifying. The storm seems uncontrollable. Which leads us to the question, is the Lord really able to overcome the forces of chaos and evil? Can we really trust him to look after us in the face of all these things that seem to be going wrong? See, let the rest of the Bible, Psalm 93 is clear about something we live in a frightening world we live in a world marked by chaos and confusion by covid 19 and cancer by financial insecurity and family breakdown by sin and suffering by loneliness and injustice these things mark the world we live in and all these things can threaten to overwhelm us, to capsize us, to drag us beneath the waves. So the question Psalm 93 asks us is, what are you going to do when the storm is raging? Who or what are you going to turn to when the storm feels too much? So the answer the psalmist gives us, comes in verse 4. See in this verse he declares an amazing truth we each need to hear as we live in this world. The Lord reigns and he is stronger than all the forces of evil and chaos that threaten us. See look at how the psalmist follows on from his description of the storm at sea in verse 3. Look at verse 4 mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. See, the Psalm is telling us, no matter how terrifying the waves might look, no matter how small or vulnerable we may feel by the world around us, the Lord is not small. The Lord is not vulnerable. The Lord is not overwhelmed. He is stronger than all the forces that threaten us. And that is incredibly good news for everyone who places their trust in him through Jesus. It's good news, this message. The Lord reigns above the chaos and the confusion. And we see that good news in action when we come to the New Testament and we come to meet the person of Jesus. See, the New Testament gospels record two incidents where Jesus demonstrated his power over a terrible storm his disciples found themselves in, like the one described in verses three and four of Psalm 93. All four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, record Jesus calming a terrible storm simply by speaking to it. And then later, they record Jesus walking on water in the midst of another terrible storm. Now, why do they describe these particular miracles in such detail? Well, I'm convinced they do so because they want us to know something. The Lord who reigns, the God of Psalm 93, has entered our world to rescue us. And his name is Jesus. Let me read a bit from Mark's account of Jesus calming the storm. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall or storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Just pause there. See, like verse three of Psalm 93, Mark makes it crystal clear to us just how threatening the storm really was to Jesus and the disciples here. The storm is so terrible, the disciples are so frightened that they openly question why Jesus is doing nothing to help them. Jesus, don't you care? If you really are God's king on earth, why is this happening to us? Why don't you stop it? Why are you doing nothing to help us? I wanna say that's a question every believer will find themselves asking at a particular point in their lives. Lord, don't you care? I'm frightened, the storm is so strong. Lord, are you there? Will you help us? Maybe you find yourself asking that question recently in your own life see just as Jesus disciples discovered on the boat that night following Jesus does not mean we are spared the storms of this life but the disciples discovered something else that night a truth they probably would have sung about from Psalm 93 when they were growing up in the synagogue, but which they suddenly saw come to life in full technicolour in the amazing man who was in the boat with them. Mark chapter four, verse 39. Jesus got up, having just been wakened by his terrified disciples. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Jesus turned to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. See, the disciples went through a terrible storm that night. Most of the disciples were experienced fishermen. They knew how bad the storm was. They knew they'd very nearly drowned. But it was a result of that terrible storm that they got to see far more clearly than they ever could just who Jesus really was. And amazingly, Jesus is the God of Psalm 93, made flesh. He's the God of Psalm 93 who enters the boat with us. And as a result, we can always depend on him, no matter how strong or fierce the storms of this life appear to be. See, the God Jesus reveals to us is the God of Psalm 93. He is the Lord who reigns. He is stronger than all the forces of chaos and evil that threaten us. And amazingly, if we put our trust in Jesus, we can say something remarkable. The Lord who reigns is on our side. He is with us. Look again at verse 1 of Psalm 93. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The psalmist portrays the Lord as a mighty warrior here, fighting for his people against forces too powerful for them to fight against on their own. Now we need to be clear here, we don't deserve to have the living God fight for us. It's a sign of his grace that he does that, that he chooses to rescue us from sin and from death. But that is why the psalmist calls on us to worship him here. See, if you're a Christian watching this video today, you can say along with Psalm 93, The Lord is on our side. He is with us. He is fighting for us. See, sitting in that boat on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus' disciples discovered something astonishing. They didn't have to be afraid of the forces of chaos and evil anymore. Why not? Because Jesus, the Son of God, had come down to earth and he had entered the boat with them. Jesus is the Lord who reigns in Psalm 93 and he is with everyone who puts their trust in him. We're completely secure in his hands, no matter how terrible the storm may be, no matter how strongly the waves are pounding against us. I love the way Tim Keller puts this truth for everyone who trusts in Jesus. He says this, Because of God's great power, both in creation and salvation, the world is safe for you. The world is safe for you. It's an astonishing statement, isn't it? I wonder, do you believe that? Does your life feel like that? I mean, both the writer of Psalm 93 and the disciples in the boat with Jesus that night, they knew the world doesn't always feel very safe for any of us, including Christians. Followers of Jesus still get sick. Followers of Jesus still suffer. Followers of Jesus still die. So what does Tim Keller mean when he says the world is safe for us? What are the biblical writers, what does the writer of Psalm 93 mean when he says we can take comfort in the Lord reigning on our behalf? What does it mean that the world is safe for us if we trust in Jesus? Well, ultimately, God promises us if we trust in Jesus, we have eternal safety. Have a look at verse 5 for a moment. See, thanks to the Lord's saving power, everyone who trusts in Jesus will get to dwell with him in his house for endless days, verse five. Death is never the end for the Christian. Jesus has the authority to bring us through death and into his father's presence forever in a glorious new creation. We have eternal safety through faith in Jesus, And that is a precious truth for us all to hold on to in the midst of a global pandemic. But secondly, I think the safety that Psalm 93 points us to is the reality that we are never alone in the storm. Just as the disciples discovered that night, the living God is in the boat with us. The Lord Jesus, he is stronger than the waves that threaten us and he never leaves us to go through the storms without him. Jesus says to us again and again, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. I am with you always to the very end of the age. We never go through the storms on our own. The Lord Jesus promises to be with us and nothing can happen to us that he is not able to lead us through. It's an amazing truth. And through it all, we can have confidence God's purposes for us are always good. See, in his love and his wisdom, the Lord allows us to go through storms, Jesus is the one who sent his disciples in that boat across the lake. See, the Lord allows us to experience seasons of doubt and questions. Experiences of real weakness and vulnerability. Experiences of real suffering. Exposures of our sin and our feelings. And during those seasons, it can feel like the forces of chaos and evil are winning. But they're just too much for us we can take comfort that God's purposes for his people are always good. The Lord only leads us through a storm so that we will have a deeper understanding and experience of who he is and his steadfastness, his faithfulness to us in the midst of the storm. Take a look at verse five as we finish. After this glorious celebration of God's kingship and power, the psalmist ends his psalm this way. He says, Your statutes, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. Now your statutes, that's just another way of talking about God's word or God's law. See, the psalmist ends the psalm by reminding us, not only is the Lord a king who reigns over all the forces of chaos and evil, the Lord is also a speaking God who wants us to know him and to find life through knowing him. His word stands firm. His promises are true. And as a result, we can depend on him completely in a world that often seems marked by chaos and confusion. See, we start our time in this psalm by asking a question we maybe are asking a lot in these uncertain times. Who's in charge around here? It's a question we ask when we just feel like we just don't, it doesn't feel like things are under control. But the answer Psalm 93 gives us is good news for everyone who trusts in God, for everyone who humbles themselves and puts their faith in Jesus. Who's in charge around here? The Lord is in charge around here, says the psalmist. The Lord reigns and we can always depend on him even when the storms are raging. He is stronger than all the forces of chaos and evil that threaten us. He is on our side. He is with us and even through the storms, his purposes for us are always good. Psalm 93 asks us the question, what are you going to do when the storm is raging? Who or what are you going to turn to when it feels like you're about to go under? This Psalm urges us, go to the Lord who reigns. Go to the Lord who is able to keep you from falling. Go to the Lord who stooped down and got into the boat with us in order to calm the storm and to bring us home to a new creation free from chaos and evil. The Lord reigns. We can trust him completely.